do 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 so what's the deal with welcoming people to a podcast we're here on the internet no one's walking in the room but i still welcome you I say welcome to the podcast, but that is that is a greeting usually reserved for for a personal encounter. There's nothing personal Ding. about this. Get off the stage, Seinfeld. What's the deal with you? Anyway, hi, hi, hi. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the, the TOG podcast. podcast. <laughs> so yeah, okay. Context for whatever reason. <laughs> Jimmy just decided to start like humming the Seinfeld theme song before we were recording. It's, I mean, it's a catchy theme. It's got a good yeah, slap man. bass in there, and, and I, I, I focused <laughs> on bass. it. You know, you know, yeah. wanted to roll with it. Mm. Do do something a little, a little different, a little wacky this week, right. which um is is what I did with the games I was playing this week. George oh, Weedman, more oh. like George Costanza, got him. Ooh. You know, when I was a kid, actually, I really, really liked Seinfeld when I was a teenager. And my mom, we would watch it at dinner, and my mom was always like, you know, you remind me a lot of George, George. <laughs> and I'd be like, oh, gee, thanks. Yeah, mom, what a compliment. Yeah, you're the best. All right. right. D- anyways. Anyway, what have you been playing? Did you have no hairline back then? I've been... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Wasn't that actually like a lot? I am aware. Remember <laughs> when he goes I, to get his picture airbrushed, and the guy's like, "You had a lot of hair back then." And George, he gets all like bundled up and flustered, and he starts fuming, and he shouts something funny, and then storms out of the room because he's a loser. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, so what George, have you been playing? What have yeah. you been playing? <laughs> I'm I'm just now like my name is George. Anyways, okay, so so I did an inbox video this week. I talked about good games for my inbox because other popular YouTubers talk about bad games from their inbox and it's punching yeah. down. So yeah, you know, smug little moment of self-congratulation <laughs> there. So so I am gonna punch down here on this podcast to at least fill like that hole in my life. Mm-hmm. The the worst game that I played for my inbox was not actually a like low budget amateur like Jim Quisition squirty play tier poop slot piece of garbage. Mm-hmm. It was actually done by a respectable developer who might no longer be respectable because they played and then made super hot. Uh, oh. Are you guys familiar with the game called Ah, a reckless disregard for gravity? Yeah, I'm reading the thing right here. I, I'm very familiar with Dejabon. The, the and, and developers drunken robot pornography they basically made a commercial game that ports a lot of their drunken robot pornography assets into what feels like a very quickly made mock-up of what they would play like if they did the super hot time mechanic ah. so you have really weird looking levels like like super hot has really efficient conveyance they're red guys with guns to shoot you so you dodge their bullets in slow motion and shoot them mm-hmm. and when you port like uh weird abstract looking robot monsters over from a shoot 'em up robot shooting shmup into a one hit kill super hot stunt scenario you uh have a very very strange image being displayed on the screen one where a giant floating robot orb in the sky makes buzz saws come out in concentric circle patterns at certain intervals that you hmm. stop moving to dodge between and in uh super duper slow-mo 
there's uh some some red dudes who show up and chase after you and try to kill you who run at you in a straight line because they don't have ai and instantly Mm. blow up if they hit obstacles Um. which was Hmm. one of the concepts behind ah reckless disregard for gravity but <laughs> that game since, was actually pretty bad to be honest it what was it because it was like one of the original indie darlings like i remember that showing up in a uh, way way early indie bundle sales promotions along with stuff like meat boy and braid i mean if i was to say what i think dejabon's best uh it's the wonderful end of the world i don't know if you've played that yeah i've i've essentially cute, cute katamari ripoff um, oh no that it, can, but can it's they... a good katamari ripoff because i <sighs> i enjoyed playing the levels so much that i replayed them many times and well like i, I don't know i thought it was good they're no longer but... full of original ideas instead of making like a good super hot they made a bad super hot <laughs> and it's just like it's so so weird how the uh visual design of this game works like there's a giant stamp in the middle of a stage that says the massachusetts transit authority when you're in this like sleek white high-tech future city where big oily greasy semi-trucks are careening down a highway at you in slow motion and you have to dodge them Mm. and, and it's presented in the context that you're doing stunt scenes for a movie studio when when it looks like you're floating through a futuristic 33rd century Futurama where the concept of movie studios would have been long obsoleted. I like imagine flying through, through the Futurama city in slow motion and dodging trucks and and ragdolls flying all over the screen in slow motion. And then at the end you, you have this very, very futuristic sleek, like circa 2004 blue UI text box pop up and in futuristic Spider-Man font say cut, print it. (laughs) <laughs> that's like <laughs> it's yeah, weird I don't, I, I don't know i mean the that sounds like it lines up <coughs> excuse me sounds like it lines up with most of what dejabon makes as far as like aesthetic because like the wonderful end of the world was like it i don't know it wasn't it wasn't bad but it was like a mishmash of all these like ridiculous things and they were all like kind of low quality models and stuff, but the gameplay was fun. And so it kind of added to it was like this weird, like this is a weird Japanese game charm to it. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I don't even know if, if they're a Japanese developer, to be honest, but it's, it felt like a weird Japanese game. I, I, I don't know. Like, I guess, I guess it just doesn't work in this context. Ever played Super Hot, you might think it's cool. But I guess regardless of how much Super Hot you've played, the the mechanics and the tools that they threw together in this thing don't really seem to make a lot of sense. And when I looked back at some footage of uh, drunken robot pornography and saw these same models in the screen, I was mm. like, oh, I see what's going on here. Because it really does feel like they kind of slapped together a prototype of what their other game would play like with Super Hot's time mechanic and then played with that internally. But it's ten dollars and they released it commercially mm. I'm watching some gameplay of drunken yeah. robot pornography and it looks a lot better than the wonderful end of the world i'll tell you that uh the one i'm talking about is called TikTok bang bang yeah yeah and it uh when you look at footage of drunken robot pornography you'll notice a lot exactly of the same, the same. Yeah. stuff, except slow motion <laughs> yeah instead of like a first person I mean, shmup which is kind of an interesting original take on established concepts and anyways tiktok looks legit though more than uh drunken robot 
Like it, it looks, it has like, it looks clean ish, you know, uh, when, when it's it in front of your to drunken face, robot, like there's a, a definite improvement there. Yeah. Mm. But when it was in front of your face and, and like, oh. okay, you, you, you'll notice a lot of bloom, right? Yeah. 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 And in yeah. full screen, when you're seeing the full image, you'll notice that there's text on, on some of the wall textures that you cannot read. Because the bloom's too hot. Like, sure, it looks fine when it's zoomed wow. out in a little video window in your browser, but when it's up in your face and you you, you can see all sorts of little mistakes. Ooh, <laughs> I, I was just gonna say like details, but no, it's really mistakes you're spotting. Yeah. Um, huh. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I take it. I take it because you spent the week playing games in your inbox that you uh, still haven't played Overwatch. No, I haven't played Overwatch. God damn it. Are you planning on like, reviewing that or just no, playing it for fun? I Yeah, I'll play it for fun when I get it, but I don't know if I'm going to get it until I need material for a new video. Because right now, like Siege has filled that hole in my heart. That's I really, true. really wanted a consistent, like reliable FPS to go back to again and again for years. And then Siege came out at about like half a year before Overwatch. So now... Now Overwatch is like it looks like something I'd really, really dig, but I just mm. don't have an incentive yet. The motive's not there. <clears throat> yeah, I feel you. Well, I feel you. Mm-hmm. Well, um, um, I haven't done much this week other than uh work on MGS Four, which uh, <laughs> bad I don't want to re- be reminded about that game after I'm done with this. <laughs> it's and, like uh, Metal Gear done by David Cage. Holy shit! Oh, it is! Snap, but no, I think it's actually worse than David Cage. Oh, oh no, dude, I don't the jackoff room though. is pretty. It's pretty up there. I, man. I think David Cage's jackoff rooms are worse though because they they involve like real human being actors putting their names on the project <laughs> oh, who then gosh. think about suing him later because oh, they didn't know how weird. explicit the jackoff room scenes were. So, um, explain to a maybe newcomer to the term jackoff room what that might mean. Okay. Oh yeah, so, you weren't there for that one. <laughs> yeah, we we we. I don't want to spend too long because we we complained for for a long time on that podcast but basically in mgs4 when you there's this uh the boss is called uh, beauty and the beast units right mm-hmm. when you they're they they look like beast right mm-hmm. when you robot kill beasts. the beast they shed their their skin and you okay. see the beauty inside and mm-hmm. the beauties inside always have a tight suit um like uh imagine uh zero suit samus basically but everything just really tight like you you see those curves and the camera moves I'm, in all those crevices I'm pretty my sure friend they bump mapped camel toes onto the oh, character yeah. models yes they did yeah i am yes they did i just searched mgs4 beauty which was probably a poor decision yes um, yeah well, it, it also it, you know shows what we're talking about here um, yeah. Oh, yeah, they bump map to camel. T- There's a picture of just the camel. T- there is. Yeah, I'm looking at that one right now. Yeah, that's very much. So yep. what happens is, is they start walking to you and you have the decision to kind of like uh, not kill her and put her to sleep with your, your trank gun or you can kill her with your weapons, whatever. And you hear this like just audio adventure track in the background of her either being raped or um, mm. killing killing her son like it's just really well i don't want to do spoilers um well even though i kind of just did uh, killing her brother (laughs) 
let me just fix the spoiler there. Um, <laughs> and um, and if you wait and run away from her for like after two loops of that same like audio in the background, you get transported to a white room, a white uh. room, and you hear moans. Oh, 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 in yeah, the background. Okay. And yeah. she walks to you and you can take out your camera and she will pose for you in sexy poses. Okay. Yeah. 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 The I time mean, like, runs out. She dies, by the way. I don't know if anyone knows. They there, there, die there's and something about the context. Kill. Like like the fact that that you like kill the boss and then like photograph their their sexy poses while that that are their death th- like it's like the dying and the killing that makes it awkward. Yeah, I'm gonna close this browser window now. <laughs> it's it's ex- ex- mm. And I call that the jack jack off room. Anyways, um, I played uh Edge of Tomorrow, a Samiac's game, Insomniac, Insomniac, mm-hmm. right? That's how you Wait, I it. thought Edge of they, Tomorrow was a Tom Cruise movie. Uh, no, no. Oh, Edge of Nowhere. Sorry. Oops. Oh, okay. Oops. Edge of Tomorrow. That was a good movie, though. Edge of Tomorrow. We should talk about movies on the podcast. But what um, a video game name both of these products have. Right. <laughs> Edge of Nowhere. Um, it's I think that's also a movie as well. But uh I played that, which was you know the same makers of Ratchet and Clank oh. and all those and Spyro. Yeah, it's a VR game that yeah, recently came out for forty dollars. Yeah. It it's a four to five hour experience. It's kind of like a third person horror story driven. This was the fancy Action. one with the snow that they showed off when people were like, oh, when people started looking for the VR killer app. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it the VR killer app? No. Oh. Um, it's good. It's good. It, it's nothing wrong with it. it. It shows that you can take a traditional third person game and put it in VR and have it be really good. Um, it works. I enjoyed it. But when you pay a premium like everything at vr right now is a premium right like the cost of the 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 head mounted display is a premium the games are expensive because there's not much of a market and developers have to make money people like like matt over there no no hey i took the plunge all right (laughs) i took the plunge i i played a lot of vr games that are a lot cheaper but i i wanted to see if this was like the game that I can kind of dive into. And so far mm-hmm. it's only been elite dangerous. This game is good. It's good. It has a good story, even though it has like the generic white male that you just like it. You don't, it, it's not, the face is not very like, Oh yeah, I know that guy from edge of nowhere. It's more of like, you will forget the face immediately. You know? I know that guy from, which every you know, time I've gone to the mall, internet yeah, disclaimer: exactly. nothing against every white man ever. Yeah, I mean, considering gotta gotta well, say I guess it I these days. I guess I don't know your ethnicity, George, but considering that I am like the whitest of white, I, I am kind of completely not offended. Kind of orange, but anyways, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's uh, the art style is quite a little goofy, but it, it's uh, it's it's set into you know back in a day where it's you know exploring. The jungle and artifacts mm. was cool and stuff like that. And uh, there's some Lovecraftian monsters in there. I'm pretty sure you guys like that. Um, it's it's a little scary. 
Uh, not too much, I would say. So there's some horror elements there that are really creepy, especially when you're, you can't run away. Like, you know how you can turn away from the screen when you're playing a horror game? And when you have VR, you have to take oh. off the headset. You <laughs> yeah, can't when just you run away. Can't run away. I was like, wait a second. That's like the primary mechanic in amnesia mm-hmm. that became a huge trend. And then you're like, turn away from the screen. And I'm like, oh, you mean in real life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't just. Oh, that's you, terrible. Yeah. You would have to like, like kind that's of a, close that's your the eyes. Game changer, though. That's why VR is a game changer. Because yeah. that's like the rethinking that, that I want to see more games do. Like, mm-hmm. like, change the definition of words in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you you aim with your head while looking. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, it feels so natural to do that. Like, mm-hmm. you, you're looking at the, the, the boss anyway, right? So mm-hmm. you're automatically aiming at them. It, it's really, really interesting and quite satisfying. But you also have to look at the monster. <laughs> so so it's um it's one of those kind of like, oh, it's creepy, but I have to and stuff like that. It, it's mm. it's a I would say it's it was too short for the price, and that's pretty much the worst thing I can say about it. Other than that, it's a pretty decent game, other than maybe just a, a little bit more fleshing out of like some of the characters would have been nice because it just kind of um, some of them kind of it needed a little bit more spice. So you know? so what, what does it feel like you're embodying when you're playing a third person game in VR? I, I noticed in Lucky's Tale, it seemed like the the referential experience I was getting was looking at a table full of toys Right. Since you're not inside your character, it's not like the referential experience is supposed to be that you're wandering through the snow. Are they trying to make you feel like a camera in an action movie? Maybe, because there is some uncharted elements to this where you're like <clears> running <throat> and things are going crazy. But it, it's it's not quite uncharted, of course, but like it has that type of feel. Uh, there There is a little mess up there where sometimes they put you in first person in the body of the main character. And then mm. the rest of the time you're kind of behind him and guiding him and stuff like that. So, I, I mean, I don't have a really problem with it of like, oh, who am I supposed to be? Supposed to be? Am I, is it supposed to be like a little toy box for me and I'm, you know, controlling my action figure or am I the character? Um, <laughs> I don't really have a problem with that, but I can see, yeah, like that it usually you're just kind of behind the guy and controlling him. It does cause some problems, though, when you want to go back because the camera is always facing forward hmm. to kind of keep you from being sick and stuff. So yeah, like there's, sense. there's a lot of design decisions that around VR that, that would make you like, Oh man, you know, I, I like to explore and stuff like that. When it's mostly just like you're a linear experience, you're going through these caverns, you're going through, you know, jumping from platform to platform. It's an ex- experience that you with, you know, action elements, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 th- I was hoping for a little bit more. I'm not going to lie. And especially because it's $40. I did, actually didn't feel it. Like Kronos was 50 and I, and I was okay. It lacked some depth, but I, I was fine with that. But for some reason, I don't feel right with $40 with Edge of Nowhere. Because mm. four to five, like I, I played Hyperlight Drifter and Salt and Sanctuary and all those games for like $14, $17. And then I pay forty dollars for this. It it it's the first time I feel a little bit weird. Yeah, about buying a product for VR. Gonna like 
kill everyone's sense of value. Yeah. Like that's it, a twenty dollar game mine. that was eighteen dollars, which yeah. is a really good value. Speaking of good values for twenty bucks, blood and wine, holy shit. I've only <laughs> been doing like the sprinkled dot on the map missions, and s- there were like four days this and last week where I was just doing side optional content in blood and wine and sleeping. And I only feel like I hit the halfway mark. I can't wait to dive into that game again. It's so huge. I was going to do a video on it this week, but it's so huge that, oh, just push out the inbox video instead. There's no time. Hit the lever. (laughs) (laughs) Also, you, you briefly mentioned Uncharted. So like brief depressing news. I walked into a GameStop this week and walked out with uncharted the nathan drake fiasco what is that that for or uh no that's the collection on ps4 Um, and then i'll red box for when when i finish these why is that bad news because i I spent over 100 dollars on video games during that gamestop walkthrough (laughs) and i got nathan drake fiasco and xenoblade chronicles x which i feel weird about yeah but now i have to play the first one i'm financially obligated to and um no i've signed the contract i'd like this is how business works uh when you're george and zombie U, because it was ten dollars mm. and i've always wanted to play zombie U all the way through ever since playing the demo which was fantastic wait that's it like, was that's free a on game. the store it was free wait, on when? xbox 4 i mean xbox uh, 4 wow PS4. Xbox 4. no no that's not zombie U. that's just zombie oh you mean you want to play it for the wii u i thought yeah. you played it already though I just played the demo and it was amazing because you use oh, the gamepad. Oh, okay. okay, y- okay. You like walk into a new room and, and then motion detection scan it for threats and then set gamepad to mini map mode and then set gamepad to inventory map mode to, to like cycle around your your character's gear while you're vulnerable on the main screen and then pull out a crossbow and use a scope on the gamepad to to see what your character's seeing. It's, it's, it's neato. That just reminds me of what I, I was just talking about. I was like, there's so many games I want to play. Uh, like, you know, Planet, Planet, uh, Centauri, which Planet is like Diver. a better version of Terraria came out. And I played a little bit of that and I have no time to play that. Then you have Stellaris, which is a ridiculous space oh, sim God. thing. And I haven't just, even looked at Stellaris and everyone's talking about to. Stellaris. You don't yeah, want to I know, because it's good. I know if I look at it, I'll get sucked down the Stellaris hole. It, it, when you were like, it's a better version of Terraria, I was like, yeah, okay. And then I, <laughs> dude, I fucking, dude. I Googled it. It looks exactly like Terraria. Exactly like it. Exactly. And it has so many improvements, like the torch. You put it in your inventory and it automatically lights. You don't have to hold it in your hand. There's so many improvements that the animations for mining uh, um, all your weapons. It's very combat focused. There's souls in the game. Souls, <laughs> souls for killing enemies. Yes. <laughs> you and you can use the souls to get die? like double jump and stuff. Like it's so good. <sighs> oh my gosh. I, I can't. I can't. I can't because I have no time to play it. Yeah, if I, I look time. into it, I'll get sucked. You I, will. I, I don't want to get sucked. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Story of Costanza. I was at dip, the pool. Yeah. Well, yeah. all I did was play Overwatch. Um, how was that, Jimmy? 
It's great because Overwatch is great. Is it, is it Do you play with a team all the time? Last week? Uh, yeah, we. It's well, it's yeah, it's just as good as last week. Um, people have finally hit the the prestige level, Ooh. so I'm starting to see people who have prestiged once and are above level 100. Um, so that's scary. Every time you get in the game with someone who picks someone like Genji, and you're like, "That's a high skill cap character," and you've been playing for three times as long as I have. <laughs> Huh. yeah that's um, another thing i know when i get overwatch i'm just gonna like play overwatch and sleep and do nothing yeah. else for days yeah um yeah i mean like overwatch is just as good and yes we we i do pretty much always play in a team i do not like playing that game alone because no. since it's all about team comp um even though you can switch mid team like mid game if you pick like a tank or a support and then, like, the team comp isn't working out. You can't be like, well, I'm going to switch. Because yeah. you're the tank or the support. And so you're, do- like, you're good and needed. And, like, it's good that you're there. Whereas usually, like, like, do we need yeah. two snipers? Exactly. Do we need two Hanzos? Exactly. Exactly. And so, uh, yeah, that's... You're my type of player. Someone, someone who actually thinks about the damn game. I'm tired yeah, of some like, of these people. They, they just don't... They're just picking whatever they want. I'm like, you're not going to win. Do you want to... All right. Do you want to play your character or do you want to win? I feel like winning is fun. Okay, I don't like getting winning is fun in Overwatch. Winning. I just yeah. don't. It doesn't feel good. I have not yeah. heard that word in years. I know, yeah, so that's seriously. why I brought it back. Um, But yeah, like, usually play... I, I don't think I typically play in a group of any less than three. That's uh, good, yeah. So we can at least, like, have... All, uh, not majority, but close to majority in the team decisions. So we can right. be like, all right, they're fucking up. Can you can you switch and handle right. it? Um, but uh, we I, I try to play with like five or six most of the time, because then we get like like, all right, one guy's doing bad, but we can kind of like bring it back. Right. Um, and coordinate our efforts. And of course, being in team chat and calling stuff out is is super essential for making good plays. Um, our, our thing this week has been coordinating ultimates so like i play me and another guy play this tank that has her ultimate is like a black hole so you shoot it and then it just drags everyone all the enemies around it into it for as long as it's going and it does like no damage but there's a lot of other people who have super high damage ultimates and so we're like hey got that ult and he's like yeah you got that ult i'm like yeah and then we just go in and like throw the black hole and then he throws like i don't know hanzo's dragons over the black hole and just gets like five kills play the game and we win yeah it's like hooray so yeah getting getting better at that game i'm trying to play genji he's very difficult but i want to learn him because i'm making a cosplay of him right now reflex all those things oh my gosh he's so crazy tight pants Oh yeah. I mean I'm gonna wear a bodysuit. <laughs> oh Jimmy. Yeah, you Jimmy. gotta we gotta tweet out that picture. A Jimmy suit. The Jim, <laughs> Jimmy suit. Gotta, gotta cover up your Jimmy in some tight I suit. think that's actually a euphemism for a condom, if I Oh, oh yeah, that. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember that too. So I would prefer you not call my cosplay that. Jimmy hat. <laughs> that was the that's the ter- Oh you, no, no, you're gonna hear it. We're not bringing it back. You're going to hear <laughs> it a it lot. back like Pwn. I can just edit that out so that no one ever hears it. I hope you know that. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> we just say it randomly during the podcast. But it's so podcast. good. 
<laughs> just in little I'll, spots. And then he'll I'll edit. I'll meticulously comb over it and edit every single one out. I promise you. <laughs> We're not bringing it back. You got you to gotta do it within conversation. You got to like, Jimmy Hat, and, and keep continuing. C- can you replace it? I don't think it? you understand the power of modern technology, man. <laughs> no, no. I'm, the only way I'm okay with this is if you replace it with select sound quips from Seinfeld. Yeah. Like, even the guitar like, will be okay. Bass. That'd be amazing. Oh, yes. I, I have been playing one more thing. Just What's before we the go other to news, game? I have oh been addicted, George, to Ascension. I cannot stop. Really? I okay. downloaded the app for my mobile, and the I was thinking of getting version. getting it on a a tabletop simulator. It's addicting, <laughs> man. I really like that game for some reason. I've been itching for a card game for a while, so I guess. This kind of satisfies that without spending a lot of money. I've been actually mm-hmm. been one. I, I didn't see it in the news, so I'll just mention it briefly. Uh, is Fable Fortune is on a Kickstarter? So like, I've been. It's like a Hearthstone clone thing, mm. and they're thinking about like not making it like so random and stuff like that. But it's with with Fable, and I know a lot of people want just a a regular Fable, but I think uh, I think Microsoft killed that. Um, but it, I, I, I'm just waiting I mean, for something like that. Like, I'm just waiting for something like that. So I don't know. Um, I, this I'm, Ascension will keep me busy. I'm texting I, our mutual friend, Ryan, who showed us the game. I'm sure that yeah. will just tinkle him pink. Wait a second. Tinkle him pink. Tinkle yeah. him pink. Sorry. Tinkle him pink. Sorry, I was in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's it. So news we got a lot of news today so yeah. we're gonna cut to a break yeah and you're probably gonna hear some rendition of tribes uh <laughs> thank you thank you to oh. uh the listener who sent in that remix we used last week i think there's another remix i'm gonna be using yeah, this jimmy week. i'm gonna, I'm gonna send different. you some i've gotten yeah i, I got a good one <laughs> thank you for your continued enthusiasm in this awful joke um <laughs> what? it's a fine joke i mean no i'm saying the original song is an awful joke oh, hey but, got him yeah you when did they it. put me in the tribes thing that was just that was just that was it's great. Just great it's great <laughs> see you next Anyways, time yeah, yeah. Uh, after the break he means after the break the bush 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 uh so yeah yeah news news time it's kind of like chance time except different is it news time yeah yeah we're waiting for you to start (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of like chance time, but it's news time. Chance time. So, uh, Matt, you have an X-Bone, right? Yes, I do. Did you big play one. with the X-Bone versions of uh, Fallout 4 by chance? No, I did not. I, I okay. wouldn't do that to myself. Oh, crap. Hey. I just now remembered. <laughs> I did not do it to myself, but my roommate did buy a PS4 version of Fallout 4. I don't know if they've rolled out mod support for the PS4 yet, but I know it's out for X-Bone. I've heard like both complaints and confusions and compliments that for the first two days, the system kind of sort of worked as intended. Basically, Bethesda opened up a mod portal that's uh, similar to 
the Nexus sites on PC, but it's basically an interface for console players to download and install and set up a mod loading order for Fallout 4 on consoles within mm. the game's interface. You can't actually do it through the web browser, which mm. sounds like a huge bag of worms and also why it depends on Bethesda's own system for managing and distributing these mods, which opens up a can of worms, one of which is that um users are 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 stealing mods from other users and Oof. putting them back up on Bethesda's portals uh I so mean, what they've huge done surprise there what's that huge surprise there yeah, yeah i i don't know like I don't know if I see much good coming out of this because the knee-jerk reaction over on the Nexus site is that a lot of those mod authors are now just making their mods private, which is like kind of a dick move, but also a protest. It's a dick move in the same way that like, I don't know, sitting in at a restaurant to protest prejudicial practices it, it, it's <laughs> like an inconvenience for the sake of bringing light to to what may be a legitimate concern right um i understand i understand i, I understand what you're saying. In, in response bethesda has set up a system where they're going to be filing legit dmca claims against um oh boy uh the the, the stolen mods that end up on their portals so you can officially file a complaint notice if if all or part of your mod is uploaded to Bethesda's.net mod portal without your permission, which that's, wow. that's one solution, I guess. I don't know. Probably yeah, not I, really, though, because that also sounds like it could be heavily abused. Yeah, you. how much you want to bet that this is the reason why console modding, like one of the bigger reasons why console modding hasn't been a thing mm-hmm. yet? Because I know, like, obviously the power yeah of the system it's difficult to get mods to work with that it's a limited space it's like hard to you know make a system where you could download mods and everything but also like this this shit is like immediately like no, this is no shade thrown to the the modders who are having their stuff stolen i completely understand but it's just like this is now drama and issues that bethesda has to deal with and i'm sure they're like uh why did we do yeah, this but on the other hand like I think really the only reason this ecosystem has developed and worked on PC is because like there's very little stakes to this sort of thing when there's no money involved. Like on one hand, Mm -hmm. I don't know how much sympathy I have for modders who are having their content stolen and putting up somewhere else because when there's no money at play, it's like, why? That just means more people are playing your stuff. Uh, To a degree. What's the degree? Well, I mean, how many modders have gotten official jobs at companies due to their mod work? I know the number is not small. I know somebody went from workshopping hats for TF2 to making hats full-time at Steam for, like, a six-figure salary. At least I've heard. Um, Like, being a modder can be a step to being a developer if the stuff you're making is, like, worthwhile stuff also to notoriety which is you know important to a lot of people on the internet like imagine if the fucking dark souls fix guy never got his name out there and it was just somebody like like stole his mod and uploaded it from like a tiny forum to a bigger forum like 
that Dark Souls fix mm. guy is like pretty much internet famous now for fixing Durante. Dark Souls. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He writes columns for PC gamers sometimes. Yeah, exactly. But Would he no, have I, that opportunity otherwise, or was he there before? I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm saying like... I, I, but what I'm saying is people would still find the original source if they really wanted to and make sure that they know how to get in contact mm, with... I, honestly, I think that's... That is like saying those like the Instagram accounts or Twitter accounts that just repost art with no source is like... Well, if people really liked it, they'd go out of their way to look for the source, which is like, no. But that's another part of of internet life that I don't really have much sympathy for. Like, oh no, someone posted your free DeviantArt picture on a forum that's not DeviantArt. With no credit or sourcing? I don't think that it's... I I do not agree with the mentality that like, well, it's just the internet. I think the internet should shape the fuck up. But okay, okay, like, when I make a YouTube video, there's like, money on the line. Like, I I get mad if people repost it somewhere else, and I feel like I'm actually having some kind of financial uh, chunk taken out of of my salary because of that. So when there's no financial chunk, though, what's at stake? Like, what's uh, bad about your thing becoming popular well, enough for for it to well, spread? Well, if it's popular with your name with your name not attached to it, then it doesn't benefit you, benefit you in any way. Yeah, Whereas, Twitter if, followers, if you get popular, it's going to happen. Donators. It's inevitable. Wait, yeah, but, like, Twitter followers, Patreon donators, all that, like, you know, just from your art, when other people are posting your art and getting mm-hmm. kind of growth or traffic to their stuff when it's not their art. Yeah, like, but, I mean, but who gives a shit for, if they don't make art? Well, I mean, if they're making, if they're getting some sort of notoriety or views or advertisement for themselves from your work, then it's definitely a yeah. big issue. I mean, take Instagram accounts like Fuck Jerry, which is like one of the biggest comedy Instagram accounts out there, and all they do is just just screenshot jokes on Twitter, crop out the names, and then repost them. And they're getting ad money off of like Instagram brand deals because they have like two okay, million okay. followers. Well, I it, I see that I don't get it, but I also see that I'm <laughs> the devil's advocate in this situation. So so right, maybe which we is should fair. Move on. Sh- there should be a devil's advocate. I'm just saying, like from I can sympathize and empathize with the modding people who are getting their their stuff stolen. I I think that's shitty. Yeah. I also think that it's a lot more work than it's worth for Bethesda to do this for consoles. In my opinion, I think that's just a, a benefit that comes with buying PC and playing gaming PC is like you get the mod support. I don't think that I, I don't know. I don't I don't think that putting mod support on consoles was a good move for them, in my opinion. That's that's my piece. I, I think it really boils down to how well the community can can handle it and and how mature they can be about other people being able to play their content. Speaking about Ooh. mature, who's Wait. doing the Ubisoft E3 press show? Oh, <laughs> they should oh, tell no, you I skipped one. I totally yeah. skipped one. <laughs> Rewind that. But also, <laughs> what does what does Asia Taylor have to do with with maturity? Immaturity? Nothing. Oh, uh, well, so I've heard she's not bad in other things. No, she's not. She just, I just think that Ubisoft's conferences are terrible. And I think that she has a pick for Ubisoft is bad. She's so bad at it. And those conferences are so bad. And it's just, 
<laughs> like, like the thing is, I I will reiterate. I think I said this last week. I don't dislike her, like as a person. I don't. Think, I don't even think she's unfunny. I think that if you're going to get someone who has a comedy background, you need to have other people with comedy backgrounds for her to play off of yeah. because then jokes will land. If you have one improv person and a bunch of randoms, that's where you get jokes where she was talking to the Assassin's Creed cosplayer guy and like all of her, all of everything she was saying just ended in like awkward silence. Like, like you need people to pick up on beats. That moment was and, really the beginning of the end for me. Yeah. Like, I'm sure if that didn't happen, the reception of my E3 video would have been fine. I bet I could pin the blame on me having really poor reception for a thing I made completely by myself in my own room on Asia Taylor. It, a good example is uh, the Final Fantasy 15 live stream with uh, the, the Greg guy and the other guy that's oh, with him. Oh, yeah. Game over Greg. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they played off Greg. each other. If he was, if Greg was by himself, oof, it would be cringy. For yeah, sure. and even then, they there were still a couple like dropped moments, but this it's because yeah. it's like a long ass presentation. But like, if you put someone up there by themselves, like Aisha Taylor, and she has to talk to developers with no like comedy background, and she tries to like, like here, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna open up a joke for you, and then you're gonna finish it, and then they don't finish it. It's like, uh, yeah, they just hold so the like, mic, and then Aisha Taylor starts freaking out and starts just saying word salad. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you, and that's that's the other thing is that when she word salads, it's usually like dicks. Am I right, guys? <laughs> it's like no, that's not. You can, you can see the like anime sweat bubble. <laughs> <laughs> like falling down her forehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And guess what? It's um, gonna happen again this year. So yeah. And so, you never yeah. know. She might recover. You know what I'm saying? Positive, right? Well, Look, I'm not recovering. I'm out. All, all I'm saying, <laughs> all I'm saying is get get her a partner in crime up there. Right. Get someone else to play off of her, and it might work out a lot better. I don't think I don't think that she's terrible. I just think that picking her and putting her into Ubisoft conference is a terrible idea. As they're doing it. Well, the thing is, like, for me, I don't know if she's terrible. I don't watch TV. She's, like, one of the main characters in Archer, and everyone loves Archer. I, I heard she was also really good on Who's Line, but I want the stuff that I do watch to be better, and there's, like, no way in hell that's going to happen. There's, with with the, the setup, the, the standards and the expectations that your usual E3 press conference is uh, held to, there's just, like, no pressure for them to improve. Mm-hmm. That's fair. They they are like so self congratulatory about how mediocre and awkward everything is that that like last year having to watch all of these back to back from beginning to end it just made me so depressed that that it showed in the video coverage I tried to make and and this year I'm just not going to bother. Mm. Um. So speaking of this year, <laughs> not bothering. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Well, Get in there. Get in there. there are some uh, some items in Bethesda's slated rumored because there are no official announcements anymore. In Bethesda's uh, rumored leaked E3 lineup that don't bother me. Uh, yeah, pray to there's one that bothers popping me. up again. Everyone doesn't really seem to be opposed to that idea. I I don't think anybody has ever been opposed to Prey Two, have they? I think we've. I, I think it's been like, like universally wanted. If it actually was just Prey Two, like a mediocre three D realm shooter on the Quake Three engine, everyone would be like, whatever. But since it was like this badass Blade Runner sandbox thing, it was everyone's like, yeah, sure. Mm. Uh, Wolfenstein, <laughs> even another within. Wolfenstein. 
What the fuck? Yeah, that yeah, makes that's sense. Fine. That's that fine. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, Skyrim Remastered. This does not make sense. It makes so much business sense, though. Okay. <sighs> it makes... Okay, it makes business sense. I'll give it that. In my opinion, and I, I have actually been reading some stuff on this today, and I think somebody summed it up the best for me in one comment on, on a Facebook post I saw. Skyrim doesn't need a remaster because a remaster of Skyrim for consoles would <laughs> would look and play still inferior to original Skyrim on PC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Current consoles mods. can only... Yeah, the guy was like, current consoles can pretty much only run a current, like the, the original Skyrim, in like relative to like PC settings, it would be like high on everything with ultra on textures, as opposed to low on everything, which was the console experience previously. So why remaster, like the only thing that this would be useful for remastering is like oh the the pc market could run it even better but we already run it yeah better than they ever fucking made it so why not remaster a game that looks like shit which is morrowind or even fucking oblivion yes oblivion i would do that like those games may not be as mainstream polish as skyrim was but there's the opportunity to do that and then mark then you can put it on a current console and it will look leagues better than what it did on the 360 or in Morrowind's case, the original Xbox. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. It just seems like we're making a marginally better remaster for a market that it's not even going to matter that much for. And it, like, no one's going to fucking buy it on PC. No one if, would buy the remaster savvy, on PC. But is I think it going to mess uh, up all the mods too? Is that what's going to happen? It's. It's going to be I, a different. Well, I, I that, would be surprised if it even, the modding community. I would be surprised if it even came out for PC because why this makes so much business sense is that this gives them an end to push their Bethesda.net mod console portal harder mm-hmm. and also maybe perhaps make a return to the paid modding situation which would be the oh, beginning of the no, end. Oh, no, no, no. As no, if no, that no. has I, not that's... already happened with their <sighs> Bethesda.net portal trying to take away a good half decade of the nexus being a perfectly reasonable site where well i don't know you still have to make an account to download files more than two megabytes but oh no i mean big fucking deal make an account it's not that hard and uh i'd I'd really like it would it would kill me to see that go it would depress me far more than than a full viewing of every e3 press conference show in a (laughs) row back to back if, if was, the modding community of PC Bethesda games were to slowly die away. Yeah, I mean, that's like... That's like the it, worst. That's, that's gotta that's be like, one of the biggest modding communities, period, that, that right? That is a because... George Orwell dystopic scenario. <laughs> Big Bethesda. But, but the fact that it's it exists is already like such... Like, like no one's taking it for granted anymore. Like everyone... It, it feels like something too good to be true now nowadays considering yeah. how mod quality and mod quantity content is being pushed out by the actual developers for pennies you know you want that saints road anthony birch skins pack for three bucks <laughs> wait does that you can, exist yeah yeah saints row has tons of tiny little anthony insignificant birch? skins and sound effect packs Anthony Birch? <laughs> Why? Who wants that? <laughs> the Anthony okay. Birch fans, I guess. I, I didn't know. know he had that many. 
Okay. Uh, well, not like uh, that, uh, but uh, like I didn't think he was <laughs> that that famous. Like, gee, I would I would, what a Matt Visual skin in, in Saints Row. Like that'd just be weird, dude. I would play as Matt Visual in Saints Row. <laughs> One of the first things I did in Saints Row Three was make uh, Billy Mays. Ooh, <laughs> that's pretty tight. Dang. Does he have a paintbrush? Yeah. Can you get a modded paintbrush and paintbrush? Yeah, that's Bob Ross. Yeah. Oh, you're sorry. Thinking, you're thinking Ooh, of the you painter say? guy with the Billy Mays <laughs> here. Billy Mays here. Okay. He's the guy oh, okay. who sells you uh, OxyClean. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, he died of doing he, drugs because yeah, of that. He did in a past that that wild, fumes. raucous rock star lifestyle of he was sniffing that an Oxy. OxyClean snail <laughs> Sniffing that Oxy. Dude. Hey man, it's always too soon for jokes about Billy Mays. All right. Oh. This just in. We, this we have just a in as of two report. days ago. Breaking report that George just missed. That's all. Uh, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 3 may live again as fan-made FPS. Galaxy in turmoil, says PC Gamer. Please, please don't. Just read the article. So, long story short, speaking of, speaking of things. Um, speaking of things. Yeah, apparently... <laughs> Apparently, it was Steam approved that like a fan made continuation of the, the scrapped original Battlefront Star Wars Battlefront Three is going to be released for free on Steam, and it looks blatant. Like those are Tie Fighters. There's there's no well, denying that. Like obviously, like the I think that's the point. I yeah. Actually, I'm I didn't look too far into this, but I think it's actually just yeah. Okay. Uh, there's a quote in here that says we are more than willing to negotiate a deal with EA and or Disney directly and I'm I think they're just actually using the Star Wars IP they're they're yeah. not like trying to skirt around it and make like it's like the gameplay of Battlefront 3 they're like no we're making they Battlefront think they can 3. get away with it because Star Wars isn't in the title but like looking at this footage no they are not gonna get away with this I mean, Steam agreed to it, and Steam agrees to anything. But now, well, now it's... but this doesn't sound like Steam greenlight, like pushing through like baby poop simulator or something. This is like it, they're making it sound like they talked to Steam or Valve people, and Valve was like, "Yeah, no, we'll they do that. just submitted Push. it to Valve's automatic submission form that no human looks at, and and, and it got accepted, like baby poop simulators always do." <laughs> Oh well. That was one of the games I, in my inbox was Party Pooper Pro, and I didn't play it because I briefly saw snippets of it in the Gymquisition that week. Mm. And I was like, oh darn. I saw it somewhere not in my inbox. Well, there you go. Okay. Speaking of, there you go. Uh, <laughs> CD Projekt Red is there to go file a copyright for a standalone great card game. More on this, George. Uh, so okay, there's the uh, a European Patent Office trademark office that that they have submitted an application to for a Gwent product, which is assumed to be uh, some kind of standalone Gwent game. And their trademark documents they mention it being a a a digital video software game i i just remember trying to look for the word physical like like some kind of clue that a real life card game of gwent would be in development and that does not seem to be the case right now don't discount it though because now they have the trademark for it uh please and i'm wondering if uh this what's that what's that 
I'm just saying, please. I'm I'm just praying over here. Yeah, for, yeah. For it's, a video uh, game. it's 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 really funny because back when The Witcher Three came out and everyone was like, "Wow, Gwent's this really cool mini game." Everyone was like, "Make Gwent real!" And now that they're taking steps to make Gwent real, also by actually releasing physical cards that I ordered that should be in the mail in like a month and a half, people are like, "Oh no." <laughs> what <laughs> yeah like when you see the top comments on the reddit threads they're all like oh gwent was a good video game mini game but i don't know if it's gonna work in real life which they have a point but i don't think anyone ever assumed they, they were just gonna straight up copy paste video game mini game into real life so much as use the ip for a fun little novelty product that'll uh, uh appeal to fans of both cc pg C- what, what's C-C-G. the acronym ccgs C-C-G. and the witcher products as well so, uh, yeah, no, I mean, also it could happen. Like, Gwent's an interesting concept, like lining cards up like a battle. I don't know. I don't really know card games. I'm sure it's been done somewhere before at some point. But that concept is now, like, primed to reach a new audience of people like me who don't know what a CCG is. Mm. Uh, I, I I would love to see what they can do. Yeah. I, I would love. Because I yeah. card games are great. Card games are great, especially if they, it's different than the Hearthstone stuff. You know, and even and though Hearthstone is great, you know, it's it's fun to see other games that are well polished and uh, have a different twist on them. So I'm I'm down for this. I like the idea of of like people kind of going the Blizzard is Blizzard ish route of like Hearthstone is very much Warcraft world. Like it's like the the world of that is the Warcraft lore and everything. It references Warcraft things. It's all Warcraft based. So I like that there's two games based on that IP that are both good. So I like the idea of more developers being like, we have, you know, The Witcher. Now, like you played a little bit of Gwent and The Witcher. Now we're going to flesh out Gwent and make it a real yep. game that you can play elsewhere. I like that idea. I hope it does well. Yep. I think yeah. it's a really smart move. Also, it's a fun surprise after the previous announcement last week that they weren't going to do any more witcher but you know they didn't say we weren't going to do witcher spinoffs yeah <laughs> they right. just said we weren't gonna do well actually i i went back and re-looked at that quote because i got into a pedantic argument with someone on steam and i was like no they said they weren't going to do any more witcher which they did but uh it sounds like the guy they were interviewing at cdpr from Eurogamer actually sounded like he genuinely had no idea that an actual Gwent uh, game was was going to be in development. Um, I think I can pull up the exact quote. This is the end. Blood and Wine is the closing, and there won't be any Witcher anytime soon, if there ever will be one. Oh, gosh. Damn, that sounds Dang. grim. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> When asked this whether the, the studio the will leave the Witcher series for good following the release of The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine or return to it someday, uh, CDPR said, we honestly don't know. We don't have anything planned as of now, to be honest, on the next Witcher, which makes me a little worried that actually if that dev they were interviewing did have no idea this was being developed or if he just got confused and thought they were talking about a real full-blown game if he had no idea this makes me worry that it might be one of the spin-offs games they have done that they outsourced to a different studio there was oh. a witcher moba there was a witcher board game there was a witcher digital board game oh, and they no. were all kind of a little terrible oh no so if uh they end up going that route and just like 
being like, ah, whatever, we'll ship it out to the highest bidder. The stupid kids will buy anything instead of <laughs> like making it in-house, making it good. Then that's that's like a little bit of, a, of an avenue to worry because that has happened before with uh, um, other Witcher spinoff games. Now I'm not excited anymore. No, be excited. <laughs> you know, one thing I'm already excited about is seeing uh, what kind of rule changes they'll make to Gwent. Because Gwent, like, yeah, it is a video game minigame. You're supposed to play it against throwaway NPC easy opponents as you mm. build up your deck to be objectively better than theirs. Yeah. <laughs> but as a card game in... As, as a fully standalone game, like, that's going to have to change. Yeah. Like, even if they ship it off to whoever will just ship whatever the stupid kids will buy, they will have to change the rules. And what I'm really excited to see is if the, like, little novelty throw away whatever the stupid kids will buy anything cards that I did end up buying, I really want to know if that comes with the rule book and how different from the video game that rule book's going to be like. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah, like Gwent being in real life is something that that people have anticipated, and now it's happening in at least two different forms. Speaking of things that people have anticipated and now maybe regretting thinking about, Watch Dogs 2 has been officially revealed. <sighs> okay, this is a thing. Uh, <sighs> I understand the skepticism. I don't understand outright dismissal, because Watch Dogs had cool yeah, ideas. It was good, right? I, I actually, I don't know. As someone, as someone who is like, haha, when Watch Dogs first came out and everyone hated it, like, and just like knowing that that like Ubisoft was gonna fuck it up mm -hmm. and they're overhyping and everything, I thought this trailer was pretty awesome. Yeah, to but be that's what Ubisoft honest. does. They make awesome trailers with cool yeah. ideas for games that they just churn through. Over promise, but because the like, stupid kids don't buy anything, just ship it. Yeah. Even after I we get, delay I, it for six months. No, I, I completely get that. I'm not saying that the, that this looks like it's going to be a good game, but what I'm saying is tonally, the the like official trailer with like the hip hop song where the guy says "spaz" a million times, which I think is like a really offensive word in in like Europe. I, I've heard that that UK does not like the word "spaz" at all, so I don't know why they chose that. But anyway, I thought aside from that, I thought the music choice was good. I thought the theming of this is good. That it's like hacktivist parkour kids like yeah. i hope it doesn't take itself seriously and ends up being better because of it right. because it seems like watchdogs was like we watch dogs <laughs> when i'm soldiers now and then this is going to be like a bunch of dopey anonymous-esque people watchdogs taking out the government niece. for funds now i'm gonna kill them back <laughs> See, exactly. I'm one of the, the 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 souls that that played it all the way through. So we're oh, looking Jesus. at yes, yes, and it's oh, it's bad. Yeah. Um, so I thinking of in that way, if not taking it seriously, that rap video that they had going on where they have the black dude like showing the gun multiple oh, times and everywhere. pointing it, and I was just like, oh no, this oh, is yeah, gonna yeah. be it's bad. It's the kind of trailer that would make Glenn Beck really scared. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And, and then they showed the parkour, and I was like, "Oh, this this looks this looks quite good. <laughs> the parkour actually looks quite good." <laughs> Your um, main character yeah. is, a, is a cool black guy that slaps people with a yo-yo. Exactly. Like, that's exactly. so stupid that it might be cool. <laughs> it might. Yeah. Be see, that's that's the thing. Like <laughs> Ubisoft, fucking every game that they put out is like, "Ugh, we're a car racing." 
gang and we're gonna go <laughs> but the race cross of the country idea is that you're like having stupid cross natural six hour long road races right and like they just need to fucking embrace it for once that <laughs> most of their ideas are dumb yeah but if you if you embrace that it's, it's dumb uh, you can make something fucking cool Far out of Cry it primal yeah. is like Ugh, the omanja tribe killed my niece now i'm gonna I kill think, them back when the concept think, of the game is like stupid cave people slapping each other <laughs> i honestly think that far cry is like the closest that they've come to being like self-aware yeah. and like capitalizing oh, yeah, on they it made blood dragon yeah blood dragon was but like even i heard that blood dragon was like attempting to par- like parody the tropes and just ended up being that like shitty trophy game in the end without Ooh, like far cry with 3 had almost, that problem too there's yeah. this hilarious interview with the writer of Far Cry 3 where he's like, no, you don't get it. <laughs> By making the character an asshole, I wanted to make the the player hate the character. And the response to that is like, yeah, it worked. We did. Yeah. Anyways. I, 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 I eventually want to see a, a tower game by Ubisoft. Eventually. A, a Ubisoft like an, tower a, climber simulator. Or tower defense. Yeah. They should make a tower defense. Yeah. Or in Watch Dogs 2, there's this area where there's literally like 50 towers all in one place. <laughs> I, and yeah, I would I want to see that. You so know? so okay, okay, that. like real talk. Bringing it back to to not absurdist parody. There is one mission in Watch Dogs 1. Matt, you've played through it, so you might remember it. Do you remember having to sneak into an apartment, finding out, oh, sneaking into the apartment was a trap. I gotta get out of here. And suddenly a bunch <laughs> of bad guys try to get you, and so you you can but don't have to, but you can stealth your way out of this, this situation by causing a bunch of distractions all over this apartment complex, and then like sneakily hijacking a car, and then blending in with the parked cars and then like taking little baby steps on on your way out of this this radius of people trying to search for you and it was a really cool mission it was like the one good mission in watchdogs whereas the rest of it was a poor man's gta it it was like bad driving and bad shooting of the game it was in the beginning it was like mission number four or five i think yeah God, like, remember the tail end of that? Not the tail, like, last third of that game where you're in the trailer parks and... Yeah. Like, what, where, who, whose idea was it to make a, like, cyberpunk game about hacking and have one third of it take place in, like, the, the national forests? Because that's what you, you go to, like, the vacation town that's supposed to be three hours out of Chicago, but in the game it's 15 minutes, and, and go hack the trailer people. And there's, ah, ah, and what really actually kind of disappoints me on that respect about the Watch Dogs 2 reveals we've been seeing is that they are again emphasizing it being in a wide open world where you drive cars and in Watch Dogs, I feel like it suffered a lot from being in the wide open world because it was at its best when you were doing really small, close quarters, intimate sneaking missions. Like that's when the concept of map makers putting this density of hackable items all over the environment actually can work it doesn't really make sense when you're speeding through a city at at 40 miles an hour being chased by cops like i ah bad game that's all i gotta say i hope watchdog 2 is better yeah that's the thing is like I, i'll make fun of ubisoft every day of my life and konami and fucking every other shit game developer who puts out or publisher who puts out just like awful cash grabs, but I it's because 
I love the game industry and I want them to do something fucking right mm-hmm. so that we can celebrate them for once. And, and it was such a fluke that Rainbow Six Siege kind of ended up being that for me. Like the thing that gets me about Ubisoft games is that I keep coming back to them because they have good ideas and they also have a very generous YouTube review code program. But uh, <laughs> that means I don't review games that I am expecting to hate. Like that's why mm. I that's why I didn't have a Doom review up, even though it turned out to be great. I like mm. I just don't want to put out a review where my ex- expectations are already negatively slanted, and that's the thing with these Ubisoft games. Like I review them because I really like the ideas behind them and I want to like them, but uh, yeah. I, I, I give them a chance and they they disappoint me unless they're Rainbow Six Siege. Mm. Because uh, Watch Dogs had cool ideas, Primal had cool ideas. I mean, Far Cry Four didn't have cool ideas, but it's decent. I mean, it was more or less like let's make Far Cry Three, but slightly better, and uh, I'm okay with that. <laughs> the yeah. crew was a really cool idea. Ah! So uh, we're already we're already running on time here uh, we still got news topics to go so speaking of uh, moving on to the next topic uh i have a suggestion mm. uh do you want to do cuphead yeah sure because yeah, cuphead is something that we all have been interested in the past and it is yeah, uh, yeah. i played it i played it last e3 actually so oh, it's what be you like... were playing at last e3 might have uh been fundamentally different i remember you mentioning that there were only boss fights yeah i i have i have always been confused uh in regards to cuphead because everyone's like oh cuphead 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 looks great and i was like i mean it was a fun little shoot the boss as like mega man-y kind of characters and obviously the art and the music is fantastic like no one's arguing against yeah. that but as a game i was like it seemed like all style no substance well don't you like, carry any longer you wayward whippersnapper cuphead no yeah. more confusion it's now a platformer game yeah, they released a thing that shows like gameplay yeah. aside from shooting the bosses, which is cool. Good. I'm glad. Uh, it it's been about a year good. since they put out footage, so I have a feeling that they might have heard people like you at last year's E3 being like, uh, is it a boss rush? Okay. That that would be like yeah. fine with the boss rush, but having something else there might break it to the next level because I don't know like how critical you guys look at this video, but it doesn't really look like that weird of a of a platform level or like that excellent of a platform level there's not a lot of enemy variety they're placed where there would be there are piranha plants that jump out of pits in the ground but it's like it's it's something like if it's a really if it's a game of five really good bosses with a very small okay levels leading up to them then that's I, in my mind that's better than a game with just five really good bosses and nothing else well at the the preview at e3 there was like 10 or 15 bosses that you could play oh great yeah, there was a lot. That's why I was wondering, because I was like, there's so many bosses, but what else do you do in this game? Because, yeah, I mean, yeah. once the boss I mean, fight's over, it's like, why would I, like, what am I going to do? Play it not, again? Now like, now there's at least, like, a little something leading up to it, padding it out, boiling up the tension, getting you pumped for that boss. I, I, I actually, I'm really liking this, this I, yeah, gameplay this, clip this right now. This kind of feels like a 2D doomish at times. Like, if they kind of keep that, like, enemies coming at you and you have to think fast and move out the way and kind of position yourself... I'll be down for Get more levels like that. This is, this is, you know what this is? Mega Man. This is fucking what Mighty Number no. Nine should have been. Yeah, oh, it uh, yes. looks like a less less vertical Mega Man, and you can shoot up. 
Yes. But, okay, yeah. so I, I'm assuming you don't have your sound on. It's a weird no. trailer when you're trying to get the full experience because there is no oh, gunshot yeah. sound. And, oh, and these uh, black piranha plants show up a lot. They do. Like, there's a shitload of them, which makes me think that there might not be that much enemy variety in the final game because you know that animation's expensive. They got yeah. to get, oh, yeah, they... They get their mileage out of those black piranha plants. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised nor upset if they did a lot of recolored enemies that act slightly different. Yeah. Like the black piranha plant, just like a red one and like the speed on it is different or it hovers at the top oh, it looks like, like he even has a charge shot yeah like a almost looks like a hadouken which is kind of cool uh but yeah no i i even though it doesn't look like i don't know a shovel knight level i'm still totally on board like this makes me actually way more interested in cuphead than i was before yeah i i will agree with that i do think it looks pretty solid yeah. because it I don't know. This looks like an early level, like the the setting and the aesthetic looks like nice, friendly you know, forest in the beginning. Yeah, world it's, one. It's if it not a castle repeat, with rain I'll in the background. Good. Yeah, I don't want the same level over and over again. They they gotta change it up a bit. But from like, if this was a level that I was just playing through and it was like the only one that was kind of like this, then I would say I'm interested to see what else, what other ideas they have for making like interesting, engaging levels because yeah. it, you, yeah. these type of I don't know. Platform games like they have to do something different now. You know, mm. it's been there, around there's for so, so many long. of them. They're yeah. they're pretty much the easiest like game maker kind of game to like put into reality from concept. A lot right? of them show up like, in my inbox. Right. Yeah. That. I mean, it's like that's like Babby's first game maker tutorial <laughs> oh. is like like how to how to make a platformer, how to like make a character that moves back and forth and jumps. And you can it's, it's, do it's, a lot with just it's that. Harsh, you can do a but lot. it's true. Like uh, I, I, I had these inbox games, and I have a very, very slick, professional, well-made platformer at the top called On Rusty Trails, next to like stuff that would be poop slop, like games <laughs> with severe collision detection and and drawing yeah. and engine issues like quickly slapped together in game maker but they're playing with way more unique ideas that you can't execute but in the side scroller genre that make it way more um way more way more enjoyable ambitious for someone who they're... spent a lot of their life playing side scrollers made by literally the biggest game developer in business and yeah for for the past 20 whatever years and you know that's the thing i i don't uh anybody out there don't take it that i'm hating on platformers it just is very much the easiest thing to make in game maker as far as like a full game experience like obviously you can make like snake or something i think that's actually the first tutorial in game maker is make like snake but, but if cuphead's but, gimmick is that it has really great beautifully animated boss battles and there are like 12 of them then that's that's so that's fine yeah i'm cool with playing like three of the levels that we just saw like leading into a boss that just gets sort of progressively more enemy dense and kind of hard to deal with i'm fine with that that sounds like a pretty good game to me because it looks like from what i played with cuphead the jumping and the shooting it's all smooth it feels good yeah so putting that into a platforming segment even one that just kind of looks like this is pretty much Mega Man. Like that's, I'm fine with that. I'm mm -hmm. fine with just Mega Man because I'm not getting it you, anywhere you else. Don't play you know what it I'm to saying? Nope. Mega Man. You play it to see the pretty. Right. Yeah. Unlike some other games, am I right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> Mighty Number no. Nine got delayed again. Oh. Yeah. Wait, really? I thought they were like almost done. No, no. What Did was you that see trailer that trailer they put trailer? out about the fan guy? At the oh, see that, Jesus trailer, that trailer, that trailer. Jesus the, I thought it's it said the, the game I, was coming out in like game, two weeks. Right? The iOS version. That's the trailer. So yeah, is that's the uh, that's the. Are you telling in me in browser flash version, right? <laughs> are you telling me that the, the Macromedia Flash Newgrounds version yeah, of, yeah. of Mighty Number no. Nine for your phone is coming out in a couple weeks, but the rest of the real versions got delayed? I miss I don't I, 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 I This sounds like a news story. I, first the only thing that I want to say about Mighty Number no. Nine, I mean I want to say a lot of things because that we're at a fucking case study on that shit. But the fuck did you guys see the Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter their response to the Mighty Number no. Nine trailer? Because it, no. it was, I, it was, I bet it's, it's good. Per, it's perfect. It's a picture of Sonic O Six, like from the cover of Sonic O Six, him running, and there's pizza. There's, there's like explosions that are made out of like pizza in the background because everyone was saying the fucking Mighty Number no. Nine explosions look like pizza, mm-hmm. which they do. Like, come on, they guys, kind of those look shit. Yeah. And then everything does. It says the caption is "Don't worry, anime fans, we'll always be there for you." There is oh. a developer working on Mighty Number no. Nine for a studio called NT Creates. His name is Takuya Aizu, and he tweeted, "What the hell was Deep Silver thinking in making a crappy preview like this? Unforgivable." Yeah. Yeah. What were they thinking on pretty much everything they've fucking done ever? Yeah. That guy is so out of touch, man. He pocketed that money. I'm just letting you guys know that four mil, that junk is gone. Okay, he uh, spent it on blow. He, he invested in a cartoon and toys because the stupid fucking kids will buy anything. And <laughs> more blow. Okay? <laughs> but that's like... Because he was on crack while making that, this that, game. That, that is an extreme accusation. He, you heard it here first. TOVG no. exclusive. is a terrorist. You heard it here first. These these opinions and views do not represent the the that one video gamer. The Bush. We gotta get out of here, man. I think I think they're onto us. Don't look back. Don't look back. Hit the accelerator.